How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined once again for the second day in a row by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people. We got Thomas's favorite podcast that we have ever done together is today. I, I can't okay. wait to. Uh, this is the second time I've done this with you now. Oh, yeah. Back to back years. Me and Ben are back at it. Um, the mock draft NBA podcast is always my favorite one. The NFL one's fun, too, of course. But y'all know basketball is my favorite sport. So this is the one that I'm always the most excited about. But y'all already know we're going to run through the top picks of the draft here. We're going to get the whole lottery, all 14 picks for you guys. Then we got two other quick topics and we'll hit on who we think the Hawks should draft. And then that's it. So let's not hold the people back. Let's go ahead and get down to it. Coming in here, we have the Detroit Pistons on the clock with the first overall pick in the 2021 NBA draft. Um, I don't think there's too much mystery here to this pick. Woj reported last night the Pistons are still deciding who to take. I think that's a complete load of crap. With the first overall pick in the NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons will take Cade Cunningham. Ben, what say you? Well, Fandle's got Cade Cunningham as minus 8,000, and he selected number one. So I'll give you, I'll give you a reference. Trevor Lawrence was minus 10,000 to go number one. <laughs> I'd, I'd say, say it's a lot about right yeah i'd say it's about the uh biggest lock of the century if you want if you uh have eight thousand dollars that you want to risk to win a hundred dollars there's the lock for you right there ben gave it out on the podcast um yeah i don't think there's a whole lot here we need to say we've harped on and uh hyped up kate cunningham many many times in the past so we'll go ahead and switch here now to the second overall pick which the houston rockets currently own um i have the rockets making a selection here with this pick i believe ben does as well ben what do you think they do with this pick yeah so i talked about it on an earlier podcast that you and i talked about um for where the rockets are right now i think they need a guy that can kind of do a little bit of everything i think they need a score that they can just kind of throw the ball to um and and just say go get us a bucket whenever you need it now this is still going to be an awful awful team next year um but i have them selecting Jalen green Guy out of the G League, five-star prospect out of high school, did not play in college, uh, has, has shown that he, he could hold his own in the G League. I think he averaged around 16, 17 points. Um, he's, he's been regarded as a highly talented prospect for a long time, and I'm going to go with number two here, Jalen Green. Yeah, so look, if I had the pick here, I'm taking Evan Mobley personally, but – all reports, everything points to the Rockets taking Jalen Green here. Therefore, that's who I have them selecting as well. Like you said, Ben, you know, they need a score. I haven't seen Jalen Green play too much. He held his own, though, against the men in the G League. He looked really good playing basketball and whatnot. I mean, this is the guy who was number one overall in this absolutely stacked-up class over Cade Cunningham, over Jalen Suggs, over all these guys coming out last year. So I think it's going to be the same thing here. J- the Rockets will take Jalen Green. Honestly, probably not going to end up being a bad pick at all. I just haven't seen him play much, but – Everything says he's as good as he is, so it'll be exciting to watch him in the league. Next up here is when the draft really starts, in my opinion. At number three, the Cleveland Cavaliers will be on the clock. So many rumors that they're looking at trade offers. Um, So many rumors, like me and Ben said, they might trade Colin Sexton. So many things the Cavs can do here with the pick. Ultimately, I think there's only one thing the Cavs are going to do with the pick here. I have them selecting Evan Mobley, center from USC with the draft pick. Look, 
Evan Mobley is the only, is the most one of a kind player in this draft. His opinion, like I've been or at his position, um, like I've been saying, there's a lot of guys you know who are really good in the NBA now, and it's really good in general in basketball. Like there's a lot of good guards. Like when you look at all the top guys in this draft, I have in my top eight, I have all guards except for one guy, which is Evan Mobley here. It's hard to come across big guys like this. He could be a one-time generational talent. He is that future big man of the league that can guard guards out on the perimeter, can also you know, make plays for other people. He's an all-around beast. I think he's a better version of Carl Anthony Towns, who's already an NBA all-star. Evan Mobley goes to the Cavaliers and gives his franchise a little bit of life here. I also have the Cavs taking Evan Mobley. Um, I, I think something that helps Mobley's case is also this, the fast-track success that we see DeAndre Ayton have already. Mm-hmm. And Mobley is probably a little bit better of a shooter coming out of college than, than Ayton was. But in the paint, they're both physical presences. They're both shot blockers, uh, both huge frames in the post to hold their own, both very athletic and both love to run the floor. So I think the success you see with Ayton early on, because Ayton's been able to uh, – you know, Ayton's in year two and he looked very, very good in year two. I think Evan Mobley, that'll help his stock in teams of how much they loved him. I think he's too good of a prospect for Cleveland to trade here. I also have Evan Mobley going number three to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's probably a consensus pick here that Evan Mobley is going to go third. I mean, he's clearly the third best player. I mean, he's clearly this, honestly the second best player in this entire draft. Up next here, number four, the Toronto Raptors, who, in my opinion, obviously, besides the Pistons, are the biggest winners of the entire lottery, considering the fact they were able to get a top four pick when they, I think they had like the 10th worst record in the league. I mean, they got crazy lucky here to get this pick. Ben, who do you have them selecting? This is an easy selection for me. Personally, I think this is a no-brainer. I I don't know if you and I agree on this, but I I would go Jalen Suggs here. I think it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry might be on the move. There was rumors of him being traded at the deadline. There's rumors of now him moving on. Even if he doesn't move on, he only has a couple more years in Toronto. He is an older-style player. They're going to need a backcourt member since Van Fleet is signed for an extension, a long-term extension, that they're going to need a running mate for him. It's, it's a guards league. Toronto loves their point guards. They've had Lowry. They've been, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, fortunate enough to have a player like Kyle Lowry over the years. I think Jalen Suggs showed that he can be a leader. I thought he was a leader of that Gonzaga team, the tournament. He got a lot more vocal, made a lot of big plays for them. I would go Jalen Suggs here, and I wouldn't think twice about it. Ben? Completely agree with you once again. Look, the Raptors are the winners of the lottery because they might be getting the best player in this entire draft class. Call me crazy, but I would take take Jalen Suggs before I would take Evan Mobley or Jalen Green. I think Jalen Suggs is the most complete player outside of Kate Cunningham in this draft class, and he might even be more of a scorer than Cunningham is. I think Cunningham's defensive and in, in just like all the other things, you know, that he kind of brings to the table and his size and everything at the point guard makes him, you know, like a once-in-a-lifetime prospect at that position. At the same time, though, this dude is a freaking beast, man. He can shoot the ball. I mean, we saw in the biggest game when Gonzaga played Baylor, everybody looked scared and, like, they couldn't keep up with Baylor's speed and athleticism. He was the only guy who looked like he belonged on that court. He was easily the best player on the court that night. I mean, he put the biggest shots and played his best basketball at the biggest level. He hit the buzzer beater that sent Gonzaga to the national championship. This dude is an all-around monster athletic freak. I honestly think he's going to win NBA Rookie of the Year because of the situation he's coming into. The Raptors will be in the playoffs next year they'll at least be in the play-in for sure i mean raptors hit a home run here um up next is where the draft gets really really tricky here and and, and sug sug 
What were you saying? Sorry, you were breaking up. I was gonna say Suggs looked pretty good on defense, and Suns look pretty good. Or Suggs looked good on defense as well in the tournament. He's not a one-way player. No, I agree with you completely. He's a total complete player. I mean, Toronto, the fact they're going to have him and Van Vliet, I mean, I think they're already one of the best bat, backcourts in the league, adding him in there with Van Vliet. So, yeah, no, I love that. Um, coming up next here at the fifth overall pick, this is where I have my first trade. This is where the draft starts to get fun, I think, right here, where all, all types of things. I mean, I think from fifth on, anything you predict can and will happen here. Number five, look, when I look at the Magic, they're the ones who currently own the pick. This team has so many things wrong. They've been bad and like on that cusp of being bad and good for so long. I think the Magic here are going to trade their pick with the team who has tons of picks. That is with the sixth pick, who the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to trade. That number six pick, they're also, they also have the 18th and the 16th pick in the draft. I think they let the Magic choose between one of those, and then I think they give them a top five for protected pick swap for the next year the thunder have so many picks i think they have like five picks or four first round picks in the next draft i think those make it a top like five or six protected pick swaps so basically the magic can choose which one of their picks they want to swap with them with for or something or other like that so i mean i think the magic or like you know it'll be like if the magic's picks in the top five then they just bounce the pick swap over to the next year you know it'll be like one of those type things so i personally think the magic end up getting getting the current first round pick one in this draft and one in the follow one of the following drafts as well three first round picks for the spot that's plenty for me to trade it with this pick i have the oklahoma city thunder selecting scotty barnes point guard from florida state look scotty barnes in my opinion Worst case scenario in the NBA, he's definitely Ben Simmons. That's the worst case. He obviously has kind of a broken jump shot, and his offensive game needs a little bit of work. But look, when I watched Ben Simmons play in college and in all levels of basketball, he looks like he could give a shit on the offensive end, like he's scared to even shoot a layup in a game. When I watched Scotty Barnes play, it was like he wanted to push his offensive will on teams. When Florida State's best player, MJ Walker, got hurt, Scotty Barnes stepped up and started shooting the ball even, even more. He's willing to shoot the ball and not scared of any situation. Also, he's an absolute freaking monster. Like Simmons is a defense. He's a playmaker. He's six eight and plays point guard for crying out loud. I think if you're OKC, you take him and plug him into that system. Oklahoma City has the best player development in the league. I think that they can fix that jump shot and make him into a perennial superstar. He's the highest ceiling of any player in the draft. Obviously, we don't know if he'll get to it or not, but Scotty Barnes going sixth. So when I made the mock draft, uh, um, I, I didn't put any trades in. I, I just didn't want to take any guesses of like what, what would go where. So I'm just taking it as like what player I think is going to be drafted in this position. And yeah. I like Scotty Barnes a lot, but for right now, I went with Jonathan Kumanga, okay. uh, who is also another player just like Jalen Green that that chose to skip college and play in the G League. Uh, I I haven't watched as many. I watched more Jalen Green highlights, and we'll say Kumanga is a guy that I think is projected to kind of do it all. I think he's a solid rebounder at the play defense that can improve, uh, but it'll be good enough as a rookie, and, and he can score. I mean, he can really score. So. The Magic, what what I've seen from them is, other than drafting big men after big men, they've tried to go versatile scores. It worked with Cole Anthony, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I didn't think he was going to be that good. He proved me wrong, at least in one season so far. I think you get the versatile wing players to go with the backcourt score that they're building. And don't get Jonathan Isaac. I think you add lengthy player like Kumanga in this team, I think he could fit well, but it's also a little bit of what they already have. 
Yeah. Um, so actually at the sixth pick, that's who I have them taking is Kaminga here. Look, I've actually heard a lot of bad things about Kaminga team saying that, you know, he was all over the place in the G League. He didn't look that great. But look, Kaminga reclassified to go play in the G League against men. He should have still been playing in high school technically, you know. So like he was playing against grown men when he should have still been playing. His game will mature. Yeah, exactly. His game will definitely mature. So like. I think Kaminga personally, teams would be foolish to let him fall that much. That's why the Magic at six take him because, look, if you're the Magic, you're a long ways away from winning. You can risk to take a chance on a guy like this with Kaminga. The Magic have a ton of guys who can't really shoot. I think adding Kaminga in there gives them another shooter and score and a guy that they're more than willing to take time on. I'm a big fan of RJ Hampton for the team, so I think it sets them up perfectly. Good call with RJ Hampton as well because I, I thought that was one of the more steals of the draft, with him, go, uh, him falling a little bit. Yeah, no, I remember we both said on draft night that he, if he was the guy, if he had played in college, that he might have actually gone in like the top five or top 10. So, yeah, we're both very high on him. Who do you have going sixth year? I assume is this where you have Scotty Barnes going? I do have Scotty Barnes here. Um, I, I'm not going to add too much about it, but I think his versatility, kind of do it all uh, mentality, do it all attributes that he can provide on the court is something, is something that would help a, a young team like Oklahoma City right now. If I'm Oklahoma City and, you know, if I'm their coach and GM, like I'm telling my players, whoever I draft and, and the players I have right now, like I, if I if I was building a team, I'm building it defensive and, and, and we're going to we're going to get defensive stops and run in transition. And I, I think what Oklahoma City is building currently with, with some of their current players, uh, and I think they're going to build on it with some of these picks. And I think they'll trade some of them to get actual NBA ready players, but I think Scotty Barnes with his defense matches well. If you put him on a floor with Lucas uh, with Luke Dort, um, I, I think those I two wing, those two wing defenders I think can shut down some NBA players. Yeah, and SGA is no slouch either. See, I like that. We have the same guys going the same teams, just in a different order. But yeah, I think the, I think OKC and the Magic are best two fit teams to draft these two guys because I think these guys still are kind of a little bit of a project in the NBA. But I think the sky's the limit for both of them, you know. So I think those two teams have no chance at win now. Can draft them. Speaking of win now, we have the Golden State Warriors on the clock at number seven. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: um, if the Brad Beal trade happens, the the Wizards will be picking here. I really don't know what the hell is going to happen there, so I'm not going to predict anything with a Brad Beal trade. Ben, who do you have the Warriors taking? Uh, this is tough. Uh, this is a team that I, I don't know if they're going to keep this pick. I think they want more NBA-ready guys. Mm -hmm. But because I wasn't making trades in my mock draft, I'm going to pick one of the most NBA-ready guys that I could think of out of college, Davion Mitchell. It's a guy that you've talked about the Warriors being interested in. He's a guy that could impact this team right away. He is great in transition, plays phenomenal defense. I think if he comes off the bench and, is, and uh, becomes your backup point guard and maybe your third-string point guard uh, to start the season, I think you could put him on the floor with Steph Curry, and I think your perimeter defense is just fine as long as Mitchell's guarding the best player. Yeah, I actually like that pick a lot that you have right there. I've just heard that a lot of teams don't like the fact that Mitchell's six foot and he's a little bit older, you know, so I've heard that he might fall down the board a little bit. Look, if you're the Warriors and you have these two pick here, you take one guy who's your prospect and you take one guy who's your NBA ready guy at one of these two picks. I also have heard that Mitchell could fall to the Warriors still at 14, so they might be able to get him there. I still personally think that's way too far him to fall. You know what I mean? I think that's be the steal of draft night if he falls. I don't have him falling that much in my mock draft, but I actually have James 
James Booknight from uh, UConn going right here. Booknight is an absolute complete scorer. He's your prototypical wing in the NBA. 6'5", can shoot, can do everything. He played on a UConn team where he was the entire team. Mr. Do-It-All, when he was in and out, they were two different teams. I think he's going to be an absolute beast scoring the ball in the NBA, one of the best scoring wings in the league at one point in his career. I think he could be a guy a lot like Bradley Beal. I think the Warriors take him here, and I honestly think he'll be ready to get buckets here and now, but I also think he's a little bit of a project, too. The Warriors can work to bring her along with Wiseman. Um, up next here, we have the Magic picking again at number eight. And so with the eighth overall pick, I have the Magic taking um, Moses Moody, shooting guard from Arkansas. Moody's 6'6". Six, six. I mean, he can make plays for other guys. He can shoot the basketball. He's a beast on the defensive end. He's everything you want in a guy. I'm 100% sure Moses Moody will have a long, good career on the NBA. Don't know if he'll be an all-star, but I think his 3 and D potential is through the roof in the NBA. And I know a lot of teams will be after him here. I think the Magic take Moody here and add another shooter and wing scorer for this team. Yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. Um, I, I will definitely be talking about him a little bit later on in this podcast. Uh, this pick was a little weird for me because, you know, like in my head, I don't think the Magic keep both of their picks. So I kind of just selected a guy that I think will fall around this area. Um, I, I personally don't think the Magic will take this guy, but even, even though we're on the Magic pick, I, I think Josh Giddy. I think the kid out of uh, Australia, okay. the wingman out of Australia. Um, you know, he's a guy that fits what the Magic have drafted in the, in the past couple of years. He's 6'8". I'm looking mm-hmm. at it now. He's listed as 205. As a versatile defender that goes into a shot. I feel like that perfectly describes exactly what the Magic have drafted in the past couple of years with guys yeah. like Jonathan Isaac who are versatile and you need to teach him a shot. Aaron Gordon, guys like that. Um, so I don't love the fit for the magic, but I, I don't know if the magic key both these picks. So I slotted him right here. Yeah, I don't hate that at all with Giddy. I'm, I know you saw my tweet earlier today. I'm very high on the foreign prospects in this draft. I don't probably don't have him going as high as I should in my mock draft, but you know, I don't hate that pick at all either. Um, at number nine, we have the Sacramento Kings on the clock. Ben, what do you have them doing here? Yeah. So I'm going to. I'm going to keep it on brand for what the Kings do, which means they're going to draft someone that uh, everyone hates, except for Buddy Hill and Darren Fox. I think everyone else hated every other pick they've ever made. So I'm going to I'm going to have them pick a guy that I hate. I think it's a reach, Franz Wagner from Michigan. I very fitting for the Kings to draft a player like this, a guy who supposedly can shoot, even though every time he shot the ball in the NCAA tournament, it was a brick. I, I don't know what the Buddy Heald situation really is. I don't think he finishes his career in Sacramento. There's been rumors that he wants out, then they patch things up, then there's rumors he's going to get traded. So I'm going to bank on the fact that Buddy Heald's not going to be there for that longer, and they think Von, uh, Wagner is uh, going to be their lights-out shooter. I, you know, I'll, I'll let you know if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think he's going to be there. Ben, I agree with every single thing you said. I have the exact same draft pick here. I think this is a guy the Kings are praying falls to them. I personally am not a huge believer in Franz either, but hey, maybe he's listening to this podcast. Maybe he's going to get, you know, this is his whiteboard stuff that's going to make him the better player in the league and make him prove us both wrong. So until we're proven wrong, nothing wrong there. Um, Next, let's move to number 10. So this was the Memphis Grizzlies, or this was the um, New Orleans Pelicans pick that they sent to Memphis in that big trade that we discussed yesterday. So, Look, guys, I did a lot of research and reading into this pick here. 
everything I read from, I read multiple articles from Grizzlies beat writers. They said the Grizzlies are in love with Moses Moody. They think he's the perfect fit for their team. I would agree. Only problem is I see no chance he's still there. All that being said, I think Josh Giddy or Corey Kispert wouldn't be bad picks here. I'm just a little skittish on Kispert because he got absolutely exposed in the NCAA tournament. You could argue that's the one bad game he played his whole NCAA career, or you could also argue that he can't keep up with the size and the pace and the speed of the NBA. I'm I'm more of a of, of a um, believer in that. So I'm going to go with Davion Mitchell here. This is where I have him landing. I think Davion Mitchell and Moses Moody are a lot similar. Mitchell's a little bit smaller, but I think Davion Mitchell can play great as a two guard next to John Morant. He can shoot the ball and play defense. Him and John Morant and Dylan Brooks would be beast. Dylan Brooks six seven, so he can play the three guard position, and that can be a nice little backcourt for you with all three of those guys, defensive specialists and two guys that can shoot and stretch the floor for you with Brooks and Mitchell. I think he fits in well with these Grizzlies and would be a great pickup for them. So for my next two picks, uh, this one and then the the next one, which is the Hornets that you and I will talk about here in a second, I have two. I have Booty James Bow Knight from UConn that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I think one of I think one of these guys goes to Memphis, and I think the other one goes to the uh, the uh, I'm sorry, the Pelicans, and then the other one goes to the Hornets, which we'll talk about next. I think both these shooters on the wing, both of these guys provide it. So either Moses Moody or James Bonite. I'll go. I'll go James Bonite for uh, this pick, and Moses Moody for my uh, Hornets pick next. Okay, perfect. So Ben gave us the perfect segue into the number ten pick. Number ten pin pick is when I'm going with one of my foreign guys. Or my number eleven pick is where I'm going with one of my foreign guys here for the Hornets. I have Alpern Singun from Turkey going. He's big man from Turkey, averaged 19 points per game, and he's the Turkish League MVP at 19 years old. All I've heard about this guy is he's like Nurkic 2.0. He's like an in-betweener of Nurkic and Jokic. I heard he his hands are unreal. I heard they're as soft as, as baby powder or whatever you – the softest thing as you can think of. He catches everything. He scores everything in the paint. He's a beast on rebounding. He's a high IQ basketball player. I think he fits in here with the Hornets who need a big man. I think it's the perfect marriage here in both guys. I think this guy actually, you know, might be like that Sabonis. I'll compare him to Sabonis. I think that's honestly like his best comparison. I think he's going to be that type of big man in the league, and I think that's who that the Hornets take here. Well, that's a perfect way because exactly who I first take him with the name. I think it's very unbrand for the Spurs to take a foreign player. They've done it in the past. Popovich has success with them in the past. They need – I think he fits in. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely on that one, Ben. Um, like you said, it's very on-brand with the Spurs. And at 12, I have the Spurs going with our guy Josh Giddy. Um, you kind of talked him up a little bit, just to reiterate it. He led Australia in a sit- in, uh, the NBL in assists last year. He's a 6'7 playmaking wing. So the Spurs are going to be in rebuild mode. I think this guy fits perfectly with what they want to do and with how the Spurs play basketball. So that's where I have Josh Giddy landing right there. Um, number 13 here, we have the Indiana Pacers. Not going to lie, this is a very tough pick. I have no clue what the hell they're going to do here. So I just went with a guy that I think has fallen down the draft board a little bit just because of how he played in college and just everything that went on with his college situation when he was at Duke. I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson here. I think it's kind of a steal here, and I think that he's one of the two guys in this draft. The other guy I'll get to later who actually is going to fall out of my lottery and probably down the draft board a good bit. But Jalen Johnson has fallen down a good bit. People forget he was a top-10 talent in this draft class. 
I think he might actually end up being a much better pro. You know, I'm not going to fault a lot of these guys for what happened in college basketball this year. It was a really, really weird year. I think that he that happened with him at Duke, Duke and, everything. and everything. I think that's where Jalen Johnson goes. I have the exact same pick. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I think Jalen Johnson is the type of player that might be a lot better in the NBA than what he showed in college. Uh, you know, whether it was injuries, whether it was he didn't get along with Coach K or whatever it may have been. He's still a tremendous talent. Um, I, I think the Pacers, they love big men, man. They, I know that he's like 6'8". He can play the small forward, but he can also be a stretch four. I, I think it's very on brand for the Pacers to pick a guy like this if he falls this far. Yeah, especially with all the all the trade rumors with Miles Turner. I'm sure if he falls this far, that's what will take him. I could see the Hornets taking him too. Um, last pick of the lottery here, number 14, the Golden State Warriors, and like I said earlier, guys, they need one NBA-ready guy, and they need one prospect. They already got their prospect guy. This is where they get their NBA-ready guy. I think every single person and their mom has him going here. Chris Duarte from Oregon. I think he's the, one of the most ready-to-go guys in the league. He's going to be a beast on defense. He's smart. He's big. He's long. He can shoot. He can play defense. He does everything you want. I think he'll be a major player in the Warriors rotation next year. Chris Duarte finds his home here in Golden State. I have the exact same player. The only thing I'll add is I think he's coming from a tremendous coach, and I think he's coming from a tremendous program that has a lot of success in college basketball. Chris Duarte from Oregon. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you completely on that one, Ben. I like how we had a lot of the same picks and a lot of the same thought process. There's going to be a bunch of trades. I personally think we'll see at least two trades, three trades within the lottery. I could only find one that made a lot of sense to me. So it's going to be a wild draft night. I'm excited to see everything that happens. But, guys, we got a little bit more for you here. So there's obviously every single time a guy who files outside of the lottery who ends up being a multiple-time all-star ends up being a beast in the NBA. Ben, who is it going to be in this draft? That's gonna be a that's gonna be an all star. Yeah. So I I wrote down two guys just in case one I have him in the lottery. So I have Jalen Johnson in the lottery. So I don't want to pick him. But if he falls out, then that's my pick. But my pick is Zaire Williams, a five star kid out of high school. Uh, went to Stanford. I thought he held his own in the Pac twelve. I was pretty impressed with him his freshman year. I think he also has a chance to sneak into the lottery. I think his athleticism plays. Uh, up to speed in the NBA right away. I think his jump shot will continue to improve. I think eventually he can be an all-star in this league because of his shooting ability. Ben, I swear, guys, I did not let Ben see my notes before this podcast, but I have the exact same player here. Zaire Williams is a top 10 recruit, like you said. I just really think it was COVID and just the weird year of college basketball and everything that hurt him. I personally think he's a really good prospect. I think if he finds the right home, praying he finds Atlanta as his right home, he can be a beast in the league. Um, final one, and before we do our Hawks pick, and then we'll let y'all get out of here, is a player that is going to go outside of the lotto that will have the biggest impact on a playoff team winning this upcoming season. And so I bet we probably have the same guy again for this one, but I picked Cam Thomas from LSU. He showed that he's a beast at scoring the basketball. He can get his own shot, create his own shot. He can shoot from deep, but he's really good at cutting and moving without the ball in his hand as well, which I think translates really well. I think he's the kind of guy who can come in in the playoffs, you know, and shoot like five threes and hit three of them a game, you know, same thing in the regular season. I think he can handle the ball a little bit too and play some defense. I think he's a prototype prospect for the NBA. I have Cam Thomas going here. Cam Thomas is a great pick. Uh, fortunate enough that I saw him live twice this past year. He's, he's tremendous. 
Um, I'll go somewhat different just so we can have a little, um, you know, conversation about it. You brought up this guy earlier, but he was not in my lottery. Mm-hmm. Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert, a winner for four years at Gonzaga, the ability to shoot it from all parts of the floor, specifically behind the three-point line. Shooting plays in the NBA right now, specifically guys that you can just stick in a corner and just wait for them to get the ball. Corey Kispert, I think if he goes to the right team, I think you put him in a corner, let someone drive the kick it to him. He's a tremendous shooter. He's shooting plays in this league right now. Yeah, actually, that's a good pick, too. I didn't even think about that one. I think Kispert could still be a good pro. I just don't know if I would risk a lottery pick on him. You know what I mean? But I don't I don't think his def- defensive impact is, is enough to be in the lottery. But I think if he goes like, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not saying he's going to be a Kyle Korver type player. But I think he's going to be that style of play. I think you're never going to see him inside the inside the paint. I don't think he wants any business inside the paint once he goes. Once he takes a couple blocks or, or a big hit from a big man in the paint, he's going to go, listen, I belong on the outside. I'm good from the outside, so why would I move from the outside? He'll find it, and I think his stroke is – it plays, man. It, it, it's up there for one of the best shooting strokes in the, uh, coming into the NBA. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Yeah, great, great uh, pick right there, Ben. I didn't even think about that one. Last thing we talk about here is our Atlanta Hawks, guys. So we picked 20th. We will be on the clock at a decent spot in the draft. Um, look guys, I have three guys. I think the Hawks should target here. If they're all gone, I have no clue what we should do with the pick whatsoever, but look, the Hawks have really good player development. We've brought all these young guys along. I think if we could get Zaire Williams here, he could be an absolute steal and it could be another potential star that we could add to this already stacked up Hawks team. Um, I would love to see Chris Duarte fall to this pick as well. I think he could be great to come in and contribute for this team quick as a rookie. Would love to see the Hawks somehow get him. The last guy I have is, like I just talked about earlier, Cam Thomas. I think worst case, we go pick him, and he can just be an extra shooter to bring in off the bench to provide a little bit more offense, a little bit more ball handling as well. I think all three of these guys could help the Hawks out. Obviously, I don't think Zaire Williams would play much this rookie year. It's not like we really need his contribution that much. But if we can bring him along and develop him into something good in the next couple of years, it would just be unreal. You know what I mean? To have this guy come from the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden be a massive contributor for the team. So kind of got my two win now guys for the Hawks to get and our prospect to bring up. Or, I mean, shit, if Jalen Johnson's there too, give me him all day. But I doubt he will. So I also have three guys written down that I'll talk about real quick. I'll start uh-huh. with the first guy that I don't think will fall this far, but I think if he does, it's hard not to go grab him. That's Jared Butler from uh, Butler. Ooh. Do it all, do it all combo guard, can play the one, can play the two. Uh, pretty good handles, the ability to play make, and uh, the ability to create his own shot. I don't think he'll fall, fall this far. So I think the main pick that I love the most Mm-hmm. Uh, my last my last two guys are actually from the same school. They're both from Tennessee. So my first guy that I love for the for the Hawks to take is Jaden Springer. He was a okay. freshman point guard, uh, freshman point guard for Tennessee. Kept his turnovers down, played great defense, and I, I think that's a guy that you can pair up with Trey Young for the future. Now I think he'll take a little bit to develop. He's only going to be 19 coming into the league. Yeah. Um. So I think his offense will it'll have to come along. But when I think of the Hawks. Their current roster, they don't really need that much offense. They, mm-hmm. they have enough guys that can get them a lot of points, as you saw in the playoffs. They have a lot of guys that can shoot it. I think they definitely need to improve their backup point guard role because Lou Will, if he does come back, won't be there for much longer. And I don't know what the future of Brandon Goodwin uh, kind of looks like. Yeah. I think he's a solid player, but 
I think drafting a uh, Jaden Springer would be nice. And my other guy is uh, is uh, Keon Johnson from Tennessee as well. He was also another freshman, a absolute leaper coming in. Okay. The draft. I look. I looked it up this morning. Uh, and I had to write it down. He had a vertical inch of forty eight inches. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's some of the highest leaps coming into the draft. Um, another athletic defensive player can really get at you. Can really shoot the ball. Listen, you can never have enough shooters on your team. And I think um, – I don't think he fits necessarily that well because the Hawks have enough shooting uh, guards between Herter and, and uh, Bogdanovich and Trey. But he's a bigger guy than, than Springer that I first named. So I think both of those guys do fit in. Both of them can play the point guard role. But I'm going to go Jaden Springer as the pick that I love for the Hawks. I think he could be the future backup point guard behind Trey Young. Wow, I uh, like that prediction a lot there, Ben. Um, wouldn't hate getting either of those guys, too. I like how you had two different guys that I didn't have, so that's always a good thing. Um, anyway, Ben, it was fun as always, man. I enjoyed it. Anything else should we should, you think we should add in before we get out of here? Um, let's remind everyone when the and when what day is the NBA draft? The NBA draft is Thursday, and they do both rounds back-to-back. The first round – um, they move, start move it, They move it pretty quick. I think you get eight minutes in between pick the second round. I mean, it's literally just rapid fire, like as quick as silver can walk up. Actually, it's not even Adam silver. I can't remember who the deputy commissioner. The, it's the, I, I know his face. Yeah. Same. He, he's in NBA 2k all the time. It's the, it's the, de- the deputy commissioner is the, uh, the Asian man. It's, uh, yeah, I can't think I, of what, I, yeah, I, I see his there, face. I cannot remember. Been there his from, name is. He's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, he will be, he will be up there calling the second round and it'll be rapid fire as quickly as he can get up there to the podium and send out the picks. But yeah, guys, we appreciate it. I do want to say one more thing. I think a team to look out for, because I don't think anyone knows what their future looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see how aggressive the Portland trailblazers get. They have some, they have pieces that they can trade. You and I both think that they need to make a trade in order to get better. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very interested to see what they do. And the reason why I bring them up is when you're a smaller market team like Portland is, it's harder to get guys to – it's harder to convince guys, even though they have Lillard and and McCollum, to come there in free agency. So you have to do a lot of your damage throughout the offseason, throughout the draft, throughout trades. Yeah, they have a lot. They have a lot of pieces that you and I think that they should look at getting rid of and maybe real bit rebuilding a team. The draft is a very good spot to do it in rebuilding. So if they if they decide to keep Lillard and kind of trade everyone else around them, you surround Lillard with three and D players, and I think they have a lot of guys that they can make trades with. So I think Oklahoma City with because they have a million picks over the next million years, and I think Portland are very two interesting teams to watch. Yeah, good call there, Ben. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Oklahoma City is going to get desperate and definitely make a run at some of these picks to trade up. So definitely keep your eye out on what happens, like we said. And don't don't forget Sam Presti. Yeah. Sam Presti is tremendous at his job in making trades. Oh, 100%, Ben. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, guys, and how everything ends up playing out here on NBA draft night. Me and Ben are both excited to see what happens. We'll keep y'all in the loop on Twitter and everywhere. What all goes down on it. Ben, I appreciate you coming on once again, man. It's fun as always. Always fun talking sports with you, man. All right, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in once again, and we'll talk to y'all again soon.